I'm Gerald Bentley. This is Wrestling With Sales. Today, you're the bunker. Now, this one's a little bit unusual because the other episodes I've done have all basically been from the salesperson's perspective. Today, I'm talking about the manager because the manager essentially is the bunker. On my other show, Las Vegas Wrestling Scene Confidential, I just interviewed Ricky Tenacious. He's the bunker of Big Valley Wrestling. That's one of the promotions in the Las Vegas market. The booker is essentially the general manager, the general sales manager. That's the person who's in charge of putting the people into their positions and really picking the winners and the losers, setting the rules, getting the culture in place, the processes in place. I know you're thinking, hey, it's not the same, totally different. But if you think about it, there's a lot more similarities than you may see at first glance. I got the AEW title over my shoulder. This is what really led me to think about talking about the comparisons between being a booker and being a sales manager. After AEW's last big pay-per-view in Chicago, CM Punk won the championship for the second time and then had a post-event post press conference. During that press conference, he hammered by title, not by name, the three executive vice presidents of the company, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. He talked about working with children. He said that you have vice presidents that couldn't manage a target and really just kind of hammered away at him for about 20 minutes. Now, CM Punk calls himself the best in the world. And I'm sure he believes it. Of course, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they also got some pretty big egos. So not surprisingly, it ended up being a brawl backstage in the locker room. Now they're all suspended. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega's titles got stripped. So they had to have new trios champions and they are having a tournament for a new heavyweight champion right now. Now, you're not going to have to strip anybody of any championship titles, but how often in dealerships do you strip somebody of getting corporate deals? How often do you strip somebody from getting the deals of people that are referred to you, the, the highly coveted, the gold, the championship wrestling belt of deals, the house deal? How often do you strip somebody of those? Do you strip people from internet leads? Do you strip people from phone calls? Now, as a manager, you're not necessarily picking who wins or who loses a sale. It's not a scripted finish. But in a way, you are picking the winners and the losers, right? I mean, the people who are getting your referrals, your house deals, aren't you kind of picking a winner? The people that get the internet leads, Versus the salespeople that just have to wait on fresh ups. If you want to be honest, you're really kind of picking the winners and the losers there, aren't you? And, and there's a reason why you're picking them, right? Because those people are doing the best jobs of getting over with the customers. Just like a wrestler has to get over with the fans to put people in the seats to sell merchandise. Your sales reps have to get over with the customers to sell them the car. It's not product knowledge. It's not your inventory. It isn't. It's getting in position with somebody who's willing to ask the customer to make a decision 
and is compelling enough that they're able to get to that point of the conversation. So there's all sorts of similarities. And now think about it this way. How often have you been at a dealership? Maybe you only worked at one dealership, but a lot of people have worked at multiple dealerships where there's a salesperson or two at that dealership that much like CM Punk says he's the best in the world and he deserves this title. Well, they believe they're the best in the world. And they'll tell you, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I do this, I do that. And they, great, excellent, because that helps them achieve their sales. It does. You have to be confident. You have to believe you're the best. I mean, I know I did when I was selling. I was completely convinced I was the best salesperson at the dealership and one of the best in the city. I, I had numbers to back it up, so why not? Here's where that becomes a problem, though. You're the manager and you put a policy in place that is strict. There's no exceptions to it. This policy has to be adhered to. It could be you can only wait on one customer at a time. It could be you have to go on a test drive with every customer. It could be you have to touch the desk before you get a key. All perfectly fine. Not bad ideas. Things that dealerships do all the time. But here's where it becomes a problem. And here's where you get those backstage brawls. Of course, our backstage brawls are in the lunchroom or in the, the back office. We don't have locker rooms, but same, same thing. You're best in the world. You're CM Punk at the dealership. Well, he doesn't go on test drives. Or she doesn't touch the desk before putting somebody in a car. And maybe they don't fill out a BCA but they sell 35, 40 cars a month. So as a manager, you let them do it, right? Because, hey, they're the star. They're your heavyweight champion. You gotta leave them alone, let them do what they do. Understand that, but here's the problem. You made a no exception policy that this is what the dealership does. Now the salesperson that sells five cars a month sees what the salesperson that sells 40 cars a month is doing. And they say, hey, why don't I do that? Why am I doing this? And now they're just sending the customers out on test drives. They're taking two customers at a time. Now, they're not selling them. They're bringing them out of the building. But they're seeing what the other person does, and they're following it. Now, now you start seeing where the, the Booker analogy comes in, right? Because as the manager, just like as a booker of a wrestling promotion, like I was talking with uh, Ricky Tenacious from Las Vegas, you have to keep everybody on the same page because there can only be one champion. Everybody can't be the champion. You have to have a system in place. You have to have a process. You have to have a culture in place. Otherwise, everything blows up. Because who hasn't been at a dealership where, say, your champion salesperson is on a vacation for a few days? And they had a previous customer that came in that, unbeknownst to you, you had no idea, had bought a car from them a year ago. They didn't ask for the person. It's a different phone number. It's a different address. You don't know. Another salesperson waits on them. They make the deal. Now your champion salesperson comes back from vacation and sees the name and freaks out because something that goes with being a champion salesperson they care about everything. That's good. 
you want them to care because if you don't care you don't succeed but they really care because they're hungry they want to win they want to retain their belt now you have an argument because your champion is going to go at the salesperson that just happened to stumble in and sell that car while they were gone and want to get the deal back and you gave that other salesperson the deal because you didn't know who knows whose customer it is i, I don't know they didn't tell me asked they didn't say but now now you have a problem and now that's where that booking comes in that's where you could end up with the backstage brawl and the last thing you want to do is suspend your champion right because you know no matter what that person sells 35 40 cars a month i need them so now what happens to your policy do you change it because you want to make sure you keep the champion happy or do you make an example and say no go home get out tough to say happens all the time at dealerships everywhere in the country and that's that's where that analogy comes in right because as a manager as a gsm as a gm your job at the end of the day is to put everybody in the best position to win as possible you want everybody to be on the same page you want everybody pulling in the same direction i think the lesson to be learned is having rock solid no exception policies tends to put you in a bad position if you put a policy in place where this is it and if if this happens here's the result be really careful when you do that because you may not like the result that comes up there's dealerships in the country that have policies in place where if a salesperson misses draw twice in a year they're automatically let go and then what ends up happening with that policy is sometimes some of your veteran salespeople have higher draws because they've earned it. They consistently sell 15, 18 cars a month, so they deserve to get four or five thousand dollars draw. Why not? They make it all the time. But you put a policy in place that with no exceptions, if you miss draw twice in a year, you're fired. Okay, that champion salesperson who sells 15, 20 cars a month they sprain their ankle they're out for 10 days they miss draw oh, no big deal they're never going to miss it again it's fine well then they have vacation then they're sick so now they're on pace to miss draw for a second time of the year it's your policy you put it in place are you going to fire your number two salesperson because they miss draw twice out of 60 months or what usually happens at dealerships that put that policy into place, does that salesperson now benefit from getting a double portion of internet leads and maybe a couple of house deals? Probably does, right? Because you're not going to fire the guy. The guy sells 15 cars a month. So what have you done to your policy by doing that? You just made your policy utterly worthless because no one believes you're going to enforce it. And that's, that's the problem. So understand that whatever policies you put into place, whatever systems you set up, 
you have to bring everybody along. And just like with AEW, with Big Valley Wrestling, you're managing personalities. Your job may as well be general sales coach or head sales booker, because that's what you're doing. You're managing personalities and you have to keep all those personalities on the same page as much as possible. And if there is a dispute, deal with it. Because letting something go, letting rumors, letting incorrect information, letting facts get twisted and bounced around and gossip throughout the day, throughout the week, doesn't help any. That's where you end up with the backstage brawl. And God knows it happens at dealerships too. There's been plenty of fights on the lot. Shouldn't happen. It's a business atmosphere. We shouldn't be doing it. But hey, a millionaire athlete shouldn't be getting into fights either. And it happens. And a lot of times it's because that communication line was broken and you allowed something to build and you allowed a misbelief or a mistake that wasn't acknowledged. Build up to the point where your high personality sales reps just go at each other. And the worst thing is your sales reps who don't go at each other just stop listening to you because they saw you just sit around and do nothing while everybody is in turmoil. Hurts your sales, hurts your sales reps, and it hurts you. So at the end of the day, the, the lesson is be upfront, talk to people, get on the same page, and don't put policies in place without thinking through what the repercussions would be if you actually get there. Have a thought behind what you're doing and carry it out to its conclusion. So at some point you don't have to strip your championship belt away and maybe lose a high profile champion of your sales team because you put some policy in place. Everybody's got big personalities in this job, just like they do in pro wrestling. So it's important to manage those personalities and be ready to step into the ring when it's time. That's it for this wrestling with sales. Hopefully helps a little bit and understand the relationship and the, the importance of managing those personalities and putting yourselves in position to win. So the next time we step into the ring, follow us wherever you get your podcast and on all the social medias. And of course, you can always visit dealershiprescue.net or Dealership Rescue on Facebook. Leave your comments and any suggestions for future episodes. And also feel free to check out Las Vegas Wrestling Scene Confidential. You can uh, catch my interview with Ricky Tenacious talking about booking Big Valley Wrestling and some of the Las Vegas wrestlers as well. Thanks. Look forward to hearing from